Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. It's finally happened, our first ever Premier League game. Unfortunately, the trip to MX was, and it ended in defeat and disappointment, I have to say. Uh, but we're going to chat about the trip to Brighton. Alan Shearer thinks we were bad and naive. Gary Lineker thinks our penalty should have been overturned by VAR. And after years of waiting, how poor was our debut on the match of a day credits? I was livid when I saw him. I'll get the thoughts of Ataro and Steve on all these points in a minute. We've got a player focus this week. It's our new goalkeeper, Kaminsky, and we'll have your three-word reviews and much, much more. And boys, what a weekend. How was it for you guys? Disappointing, I think, but, you know, we'll, we'll get onto it. But, you know, that isn't one that we'd have earmarked for three points. Of course. To be fair, like I say, it's all new to us. They're a good side, so... I have to say, um, the Amex being where it is in the middle of nowhere was a bit of a, a trip, uh, especially when the trains buggered up in the evening. Um, once you actually got in the stadium, it was quite nice, actually. Uh, padded seats were lovely. Um, bar, bars <laughs> open. banging on about that all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you all know what? seats are lovely, aren't they? Ooh, Here's the thing. They Probably. might have been padded, but only sat down on them at half time. Yeah. Give yourself a rest, right? Yeah. Uh, the bars were good. The bar areas after were good because they stayed afterwards. But the rest of the travel home, I got home at 10 minutes past 12. I got back from Bude well before that. Well, it makes me feel right. happy, Steve, that you had yeah. a nice trip. Yeah. Um, just talking about the match of day credits, I don't know if you've seen them. I, I yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting a, bit, a little bit arsy with it. But in previous seasons, badges are up there. Blooming pictures of the players are up there. I think we got a knee slide and a stupid little picture. I don't even know. Was Kenny on there? I think the Kenny might have been on there. Yeah, towards the end. It, yeah. it just looked like a, a reluctance that they had to throw in a couple yeah. of things. And for then Luton. tiny badges. Oh, come on, BBC. What were you doing? I've waited a millennium for that almost. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about the game in, in, in more detail shortly. Uh, but let's look at your three-word reviews. Uh, Andy said, take the positives. Callum, not season-defining. Still early days from Kelly. Uh, beaten but proud is another one. Uh, Liam, enjoy the ride. No panic needy from Dan. Dan. And Sandy says, Kaminsky, Kabore, Morris. Simon, good effort overall. Ben, penny mistake, costly. I think we'll talk about that more in a bit. And JP, we will improve. Any of those take your fancy, fellas? I think a little bit of all of them, to be honest with you. You know, um, you you do have to take the positives. Um, You know, it isn't season-defining. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about what Pelly done is... You know, you, you just can't see him even contemplating doing that at any point in previous seasons. You know, it was just one of those Ridiculous stupid one. moments. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if the pass had been successful, I think it was to Giles, who was right on mm-hmm. the, 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 the byline. You know, it, it, he would have then just had to have hoofed it out himself. So why... Was, why he, tried, was, he, was he trying to pass it? Or was he trying to flick over his head and then run onto it? It looks a bit no, strange, no, doesn't it? No, he, he, to me, he was looking to put it over the yeah, attacker's head though, yeah. to Giles, who was just right on the line. And, you know, it, it just wasn't going to um, 
be any good, even if he had done it, you know, because mm-hmm. Giles could only have just cleared it, so he should have yeah, done course. it himself. But it, it may as well have been Pelly because all the Pelly haters <laughs> can tuck into that rather than it sort of go yeah. to one of the debutants. But Tara, any of those take your fancy? Look, I think we're all in the same boat here. What Dave said, beaten but proud. That's not you, Dave, is it? No, it's not me. That's but I would have but said yeah. the same. I would have said the same. I, I think when we, when we analyse the game a little bit more, we're going to be talking about, you know, what could have been. Mm-hmm. And I think I think generally the penalty mistake was costly, but we'll talk about that shortly. Um, take the positives from Andy, I quite like. And, and Callum, of course, is not season-defined. It's the first yeah, of game of the season. And if you look back through the history of the Premier League and you look at those those teams that, that struggled on the beginning of the, se- of the season... Nottingham Forest, they won a game and then they didn't win for 13 games. Uh, Bournemouth won a couple and then they didn't win for X games. So I'm not worried yet. I mean, Chelsea next, you know, we'll take what we can out of that. Obviously, you know, look at their signing players for fun right now, aren't they? Yeah, but that's not going to immediately create a team, is it? You know, they've got a gel. I mean, that's one of the things that that Forest had first six months of last season is everyone getting to know each other. So, you know, that that doesn't... Of course, it's a different planet, but it doesn't necessarily make them uh, a well-beaten team. Firstly, I want to shout out, before we talk about the game before, I want to shout out to the fans uh, on, on Saturday that the Luton fans were brilliant, I thought. Uh, quite noisy at times. In fact, all through the game, and even at the end, after defeat, really noisy. Um, and and sitting there and standing there and, and listening, I, I hardly heard the Brighton fans at all. To be fair, like you're weird. saying there, obviously, Dave, about the atmosphere, sorry, from Luton. I uh, Obviously, unfortunately, I didn't get to go, but... Um yeah, what I um, was watching the highlights and I see bits and bobs on Twitter and whatever else. The atmosphere from Luton from minute sort of one to ninety to the game finished, it was atmosphere. People were still almost having a party because mm-hmm. look, it's you're, you're at that point now. Monumentous day, wasn't it? Yes, that's it. Yeah, but I think we're gonna have Perfect. a party. I think generally we have a party every week. Yeah, um, I think so. I, th- I think fans of this club will go knowing exactly what we're expecting. Yeah, um, and. When the game started, I have to say uh, the lineup I, I was quite impressed with. Batari, you thinking all those new people in? Were, were you in, were you happy with the, with the team that started? I mean, to be fair, I think that's exactly the team that we called really last week. Yeah, I th- we I did. Believe, we'll, yeah. we'll create exactly the same so, team, didn't yeah. we? I mean, when I see it, uh, obviously I've said to someone, I went, oh, "Have you seen the team lineup?" Blah blah blah. And I guessed it, and it was obviously player for player was the yeah. right one. Obviously not, but um, no, look. The only one maybe I was thinking on the day uh, you might not have seen was Giles. I thought maybe Doughty might have come into it just just for the simple fact that you know, he was on left back last season or left wing back, we you want to call it. But no, look, it was um, a team that we all kind of expected, I believe. And we can't moan about it because we're all happy. I'm sure we're all sitting there before the game going, that's probably one of our strongest yeah. 11, if yeah. not our strongest 11. So yeah. Well, that, that, that's what we both predicted. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've we done that based on what we felt was our yeah. strongest team. But I do need to point out that I wasn't there. I was on my way back from holiday. So when we go on to talk about Shearer and him not seeing the game and commenting on it, that's exactly <laughs> what I intend to do. <laughs> but, but, you know, on, yeah. a, on a more uh, Luton-biased uh, point of view. I was also going to say that uh, in the stadium itself, when the game kicked off, I mean, frantic and, and clearly because of the occasion, lots of us, lots of us were on the seafront in the pubs. And I think I, I expect the club to put out a really, really, really good video of that very, very soon. Um, so you get in there. And for me, the, the first half was so slow. And I don't mean that in terms of the match itself, because I have to say it was a bit of a wake up call straight away for me because of the pace of the Premier League and the pace of the game and, and how 
Brighton were just pinging it around everywhere. Mm. Dave, let's not forget Brighton are a very, very, very good yeah. team. Very good. But, Great you know, team. it felt like we'd been playing for half an hour and I looked at my so, watch so and it was the Time minutes. was dragging, not the tempo of the game. Time, no, was, time, time was dragging. Time was dragging. And, and dragging because it was constantly, I mean, to be fair, it was coming our way quite a lot. Mm. Um, so every time I looked at my watch, it was like, oh, I thought we'd been playing 20 minutes and it was like mm. five and you know, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I know those games, and I think it, it, it's probably uh, symptomatic that we were under the cosh quite a lot. But um, it was the BBC Radio Five commentary game, and so on the way home. So um, I was listening to to it on the radio, and all you could hear was the Luton fans. You you couldn't mm. hear the Brighton. So yeah. even though they were sort of uh, we were under the cosh and you know defending etc., it was only the Luton fans that you could hear. And, you know, again, at some point, we may talk about it a bit more, Steve Sidwell gave a really good sort of, um, he talked up Luton quite well. You know, obviously, and he's got a Brighton background, but he was very complimentary. He could see what we were trying to do. You know, he wasn't just sort of spouting out stuff. And he said, 4-1 is harsh, 2-1, that is, you know, it's it's a a fair result. Because it was only two goals late on, but he was really complimentary about how we played and the fact that we never gave up. Do you know what? Like, it's refreshing, like, like you say, for ex-pros and whatever else to say that. But it's almost like, you know, I've heard from all the play- uh, sorry, all the fans that were there that I spoke to since the game. They've all gone, do you know what? All the reports are big enough, obviously saying Brighton smashed us off the park and did this and did that and had so many chances. Kaminsky, how, how many saves, blah, blah, blah. But realistically, like I said, everyone is saying, every Luton fan, maybe they're Slightly biased, but they're all sitting there saying it wasn't like that. Mm. It was almost like yes, they had more of the ball. It's evident they're going to have more of the ball. They do that to majority of teams in the Premier League anyway, possession wise. Yeah, but yeah. chances really? Did they have that many? I well, I, I feel well, it was well, a bit to be fair, the, sta- the stats would say they had loads more chances. Yeah, than but that's the stats though. Yeah, the stats would say that, and the a shot on side come from anywhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, no, that's it. Well, at the stadium at the time, you know, we had a couple of close encounters. Uh, you got to look at uh, Jao Pedro's first opportunity when. Uh, he scuffed his shot. Going to say, really screwed that badly. Yeah, he, really, he should have scored there. Mm. Uh, you know, thankfully he didn't. But up until that point, you know, we were quite solid. They've had a couple of really good chances. Uh, well back had a chance, I think, in the first half. And and really, they could have scored. They hit the post, whatever else. They could have got more than one. Mm. Um, but I think we were holding our own. I, you know, I I wasn't thinking we wouldn't hold it out till half time. I thought we were doing quite well at the time, and and you know, we were playing some decent football when we got the ball. Mm. It wasn't just hoof up, but I noticed a lot this this game as well. When we're taking goal kicks, we're we're doing the let's pass it into the box to our players, which mm. was kind of worrying because yeah. we we've, we've not really done that much before. I'm not a fan of it personally. Yeah, but you know what? The they, they do it though to to mm-hmm. to bring them in, doesn't it? Yeah, but I, I get that, but how many times we've done it in the past? It's not worked for us. Yeah, stick I, to what we know. I I've seldom seen uh, sort of playing it out like that working even with the top teams I've, I mm-hmm. seldom see it when you take into account the risk that you're Massive. putting yourselves under to, to me I, I would be against that a real I'm bit. sorry but the, for me right people are going to disagree with this I know but whatever it's my opinion it's uh, I'm laughing at <laughs> but the whole thing with my goal kick right the whole plan at the back like say it's, it's all good like you're sitting there David saying it's not a dig, by the way. I'm just saying, like, it's all good saying, like, oh, yeah, but it brings the players onto you, you know, it, it creates space. But how many times does it actually work mm. for, unless you're a Manchester City or a 
Liverpool, even Liverpool, look how many goals they conceded last season by cocking up doing it. And I do not like it because all I'm, for me, what I'm thinking is, if you can get the ball long and you can win a flick on or a bounce or even off the defender's head, who's to say you can't get position, uh, possession further up the pitch? To, to me, it seems like... Um, Less risk. A, a, a risk too, too great to take. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think you need to be lobbing it long though, mate. Matt. You know, I think there is a compromise somewhere. You say a little bit long. I mean, I just mean target someone that you know mm. can win the flick on, like your Morrises or an Andy Bio, or do you know what I'm saying? Or just mm. just get the ball into that area, to the halfway line or whatever, and get people around them. Yeah, and I gen- you can win the ball back there. I generally don't think we played a long ball game at all no. at the weekend. Um, what I would say is that generally, uh, when when we're dragging along to the end of the first, you know, so we're getting midway through the first half, and you're thinking actually they've had some chances, but they haven't scored. We've made some good movements. We've played some good passes. Uh, we haven't created much. Uh, were, were they just really patient, though? They weren't panicking, Brighton. Were they just really patient, thinking? Well, Brighton, Brighton were patient, and and they obviously felt that they were they were much better than us. I, I you know, and genuinely, there were some of their possessions. You just think, oh my god, we really need to get this ball back now because mm. if, if it carries on, we're going to get absolutely stuffed. They're a conference and, team anyway. Well, and yeah. I, I thought I also said, you know, if this carries on, I, I'm so glad it wasn't Manchester City for the first game. You know, let's get this one out of the way. But top six sides are not naive, are they? They're going to be the sort of side that, that knows what they're doing. We're, we're fresh in it. Mm. Yeah, there were mistakes. There were mistakes. I, I want to talk about Brighton's goal as well because when you look at it, when you look at it back and um, you look at the run for the, for, the, for the cross, the cross was sublime. The cross was sublime. Um, um, but I just want to question our defending. Uh, was it Bell at the back in the middle? Yeah. I think he just went a little bit... I don't know if it was late or early. He just he needed to be a couple of inches higher. He he heads that ball out. I'll, I'll be honest. When, when I saw it, it was obviously Solly March that scored the header. Well, I obviously didn't know it was a header at first. I see Solly March for oh, I must be like you know cutting from the wing or you wouldn't expect this guy to score a header and him for him to score a header. I'm sorry, it's it, not it's it's not a kind of goal you should be conceding. It, it, it they should be cleared uh, up. Genuinely, on the day, I thought it was a super super soft goal. If you've seen the goal, Steve, on the highlights, yeah, and, yeah. and I, I was just thinking, ah. Oh. Why did you do that? At the time, I thought we was on it. I thought we were going to now have our period of 10 minutes yeah. or so. And we give, and for me, a super soft goal, Steve. You would have put your money on us, if we were going to concede, being sort of sliced open with some outrageous one-touch yeah. one passman. That is such a disappointing goal for us to concede. I mean, um, I, know, I know it was Bill that went underneath it, but the whole of the defence would have uh, taken responsibility for that. And I, I think as a unit, they'd have been fur- furious to have let in yeah. a headed goal like that. And, and even just way. stop oh, the cross. Yeah, yeah not, nothing Kaminsky could do about it. You no. know, there's nothing he could do. But yeah, that, that, that would have really miffed them that they'd have conceded like I that. I think it would have made it worse the fact that you'd expect maybe a Danny Welbert to score a header inside the box or something like that. The fact that Solly March, a tiny winger, yeah, I had a lot. You know what I mean? I'm not saying tiny, but he's not. He's not a, a guy that's you know known yeah. for his area ability. Let's face it. Yeah. Anyway, there was a slight cheer from the Brighton fans. That's about the most we heard from them all day. <laughs> uh, and then um, we had the cracking chance uh, a little bit after that, just before the half time time. Um, it was Giles. Uh, was it a corner? Yes. And, and, yeah. and Morris's header. <sighs> Uh, he, you could see again on the highlights uh, uh, at the time you didn't realise how close he was but it was really close okay, but yeah. on the highlights did you see how upset he was he didn't mm-hmm. score well, I mean look look it was, it was a good header it was a great great delivery great header the keeper I think maybe got a bit fortunate didn't he because I think it just yeah. hit him didn't it it, it was his leg, his, his yeah. hand his leg or whatever <laughs> he could have gone anywhere one of those ones but 
unfortunately not it's not gone in and like you say Morris was wasn't happy with himself I think I think maybe he felt he could have done a bit better I like the fact that he was so pissed off about it because it mm-hmm. shows that they know that they have to take these chances yes. but um Lovely sort of driven um, corner by Giles. You know, the uh, the pre-season friendly at Wolves, it was his cross that um, Adebayo put in, ruled out for offside. But he can really put a cross over. And I think he, he got the most assists in the championship last season. So we're already starting to see flickers of what he can create for us. And I think that's really good. I think he's racked up about maybe 20 plus assists in the last 18 months or two years mm. or two seasons, sorry. But yeah. so yeah, we, and, we know what he's capable of. Yeah. And, and he's going to have good, good targets yeah. uh, with us as well. And, you know, I think in the next sort of five or six weeks, I think you're going to see more and more of Kabore as well coming in sort of at the far post and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll talk about him in a little bit because, some really impressive moments yes. from him. But again, he's got height and he's got outrageous pace. You can see him coming in right at the end at the far post, completely unmarked. So I think that might be something. You know, I'm going to put a bold statement. I don't think there's a quicker player than Kabore in the Premier League, is there? I don't know for a fact. I mean, I'd love to know. If someone knows, if well, we'll find out anyway throughout the season. If he can rack up sort of like 30 mile an hour, then we'll know. But yeah. It was disappointing to to concede. It was disappointing to not score. Morris not score there. Mm. Um, but we get in we get in half time one nil. You regroup. Uh, the manager comes on with his high pitched voice because he lost it. And you set yourself up for the second half. And I think the first thing you say is you, you've got to stop them coming at you. I mean, I know we we as a team we don't have lots of possession. We know that for a fact, especially when we're away. When you have it, you've got to make use of it. And I thought we did a little bit in the first half. So you have set yourself out not to concede real quick in the second half. And Brighton come out of the blocks. And again, they have dominant possession, loads and loads of possession, going everywhere. And you're thinking, actually, we might get away with this. If we get one ch- I kept saying to wave, yeah. Yeah. I kept saying to, to Dwayne um, and the people that were with me, just get one chance, score a goal, and it shuts them up. And then you get that. Jao Pedro again running through and as he went down and the re- and the referee blew his whistle we just went that is such a soft penalty I think Vitaro. it's very very soft I'll be honest, I don't think it's a penalty I mean you might disagree with me I don't think it's a penalty and they go oh yeah but he's put his hands on him mm. <laughs> I don't know I think maybe a lot of people will disagree with that but I don't think it was a penalty maybe because it's Jao Pedro and I can't stand the prick but yeah he, he made it easy for the ref to give the penalty but didn't they say though when they obviously set the new laws and whatever they're not gonna they're gonna make it difficult now for fouls and stuff like that? But from that was very soft. From where the referee was, it did look as if Lockyer sort of bundled him. Now from mm. f- from the yeah. front where you can see p- poor Pedro's face screwing up in <laughs> yeah. pain. You know the poor lad. I don't mm. know how he made it through it. Um, but you know it w- it was minimal. But you know. He's, he's going to you've do. Given the, you've given yeah. the referee something to look. Yeah, to, you know what I mean, I mean think it, about. So, yeah. it was clumsy, and as I say from the referee's angle, it did look as if he bundled into him. So, but, but Steve, it's not just the referee, is it? It's VAR, and they didn't even. Yeah. Be, I don't. We never got any notification in the stadium. It's clear and obvious, though, isn't it? That's well, we the whole no crap behind it. Well, yeah. they always check. They always check. Right. Mm. Okay. Right, yeah. and then you get the screen come up if that if it's something going. Yeah, on. but that's what I'm saying, Dave. If um, he's made it easy for the referee to give a decision. There is no way it's going to be overturned for a glaring mistake. I think the problem is, and I've, I've hated the Premier League for this for a long, long time. Because get, oh, he's had enough touch to go down there. And that, that's the point. Uh, Lockyer's arm went in front of him. 
he felt it, he went down. It Contact, was a of course he's gonna go down, total yeah. softest penalty. He steps up to take it and Kaminsky almost yeah. gets it. Yeah. I, I, generally on the day Batara, I thought he'd saved it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like I said, I saw it on the highlights and whatever else. And I thought, well, but the thing is, like, I really knew it, it, he had scored the goal, do you know what I mean? Because obviously I'd see it in the report and whatever else. But like you say, Kaminsky, he was what? Two inches maybe from yeah, tipping yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He, he got, got home. And at this point, um, let's not mention the people down the road, but they cheered in their own stadium. Yeah. What a bunch of tosses they are. That's embarrassing, that, isn't it? Totally embarrassing. So basically, like, any Watford fan, you know, I'm sure they'll probably listen to this as well, having a girl laugh, rubbing their hands together. Never mind, eh? You still leave below. And if you are listening, get a grip and get a life. There you go. Um, no one likes you. No one cares for you. <laughs> I was very sad to see that going. So at that point, I thought we, we were going to get an opportunity. And, and we did get an opportunity next because uh, we had the penalty. Now, again... Uh, Gary Lineker thinks our penalty was as soft as softy things could be. Ice cream, that's soft, isn't it? That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say the other word. Um, when I look back at it, um, I, just, I just don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It was harsh, wasn't it? But you know, it, it, every single Luton fan behind that goal shouted handball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, so would I have done, absolutely. There is no way that's handball, though. I, 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 you know... <laughs> Delighted to take it. Absolutely brilliant. You know, but that's not a penalty. I mean, for Christ's sake, it, it was it hit his elbow behind his his body. You know, I'm sorry, not for me. Delighted no, delighted with it, though. Two soft penalties, potentially, and there we go. So maybe mm. it makes up for the other. That's so, again, I don't want to keep talking about Shearer and uh, Lineker, but I'm going to... So they said if Lineker tweeted, it's the, you know, it should have been overturned by VAR. However, you know... They didn't. They didn't recheck the other one, did they? So yeah. it does annoy me. So let's think about this. Now, Carl Morris is now we're two 0 down at this point. Morris steps up, and he scores Luton's first Premier League goal. Beautiful. Um, what do we think after that, Batari? Did you think we're going to go on and, and, and move on with that? A two one. I think. Well, I wouldn't have thought. That, well, sorry, saying that I wouldn't have thought we'd go on to win the game. I thought potentially, you know, obviously what I was reading in the report and whatever else at the time the feed I thought maybe just maybe we could nick something here listening, uh, it, listening it, it to it just on, went downhill didn't it yeah there? I mean listening to it on the radio I, I never expected us at 2-1 to suddenly be dominating the ball or, or getting 40 or 50% of the ball it, it, and it did just turn out that it was pretty much more of the same where we were just sort of feeding off scraps almost yeah. but you know Brighton do that to much bigger more established teams than, than us, so you know we we can't sort of beat ourselves up about mm-hmm. it. I mean, with Christ, they've they they've had more possession than when they play Man U and Liverpool. And all that. So you know, it's no disgrace, but you know, it never materialised that we were suddenly pushing them back. We were still just feeding yes, feeding it. off scraps, and you know, I, I, I don't think it was one that we were going to get back I, into. I think sometimes well, you've got to sit there and you've got to applaud. You have to sit there and just applaud Brighton or just say, do you know what? They, these are a really good team. I said, keep banging on about it. We know they're a good team. I keep saying it. But like you say, they did this to teams last season, like Man United. They knocked four past them, I think, the last four or five games at the end of the season, last year. Uh, this year, sorry. Um, they beat, I think, West Ham 5-1. They scored three against Arsenal. You see what I'm saying? It's not like it, we've lost 4-1. Oh wow! What a massive shock! Brighton have scored four goals. It's not like that. They've done this to big, big teams. Yeah, that's right. And as I say, really, it was two-one, and there was sort of two goals late on when yeah. well, I think a we massive cock up. Well. I think we did sort of run out of steam. You know, again, I, th- I think uh, the level of intensity that we play at, and 
you know the the way Brighton passed the ball about. I I bet you that's the hardest they've worked for a long, long time. Those players. I would say being at the stadium when it went to two one, my hopes were we could get another opportunity. Oh uh, yeah, right? absolutely. So yeah, being there thinking, do you know what two one, we're in this again, and we and do you know what we was never out of it mm. until the 80th minute. Yeah, we wasn't out of it, and then came the moment our heart sank with the. I just again when I, when you look back, we've it, gifted them. We've gifted them three goals. I mean, really. it's baffling, isn't it? What yeah. what Pelly was trying to do there, but not just Pelly. Let's let's think about that whole movement. Uh, the ball was going into the box, and Lockyer had a chance to hoof it away. Yeah, he said he played a little side pass, and we lost possession yeah. straight away. Yeah, and then uh, you know, Pelly is a legend. I don't care what you say. I don't mm-hmm. care if anybody really hates him. I don't care. He is a legend. He's made history on that day. But what a mighty mistake, Steve. What a mighty mistake. What was he trying to do? Well, you were looking at the time yeah, right there, but, but then you said, Steve, he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's, I know. he's tricking us it's now, teasing, isn't he? Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Just answer the I question, Steve. Um, yeah, I mean, it's devastating, because that's, that's the game done at that point. Um, but, you know, it's not the... He just wouldn't have done that. You know, you just... You you wonder where it would come from. But you're right about uh, Lock. You know, it was a, a heavy pass and it was misplaced as well. You know, maybe, maybe they were just a bit frazzled on on the day. We say settle down, new norm. They will get acclimatised. They will get used to it, and these mistakes will not become a feature. But are in the past you've been a, a someone who we had to convince Pelly was a legend when he makes a mistake like that on his first game in the Premier League. What do you think? I think nothing. I'll be honest, I'm upset. Obviously, it happened. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Only he'll know. But he knows he's cocked up. Mm. He'll be the first person to beat himself up. And do you know what I was going to say about Pelly? I really like his interview afterwards as well. He was very upbeat, mm. which we expect anyway. We know, we know what Pelly's about. But I love the fact that he didn't, he didn't get too down. He wasn't negative. He said, we've got to be proud. We've got this, this things in there we've got to be proud of. Our performance. And I, I appreciate that. I like that. There's yes, he, he did fuck it up a massive, like, mm. a massively. But look, he's not the only person that will do that this season or, or has done it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there, there's going to be more yeah. days like Saturday throughout the season. So if we beat ourselves up yeah. whenever it happens, then it's just going to make it more difficult. So, you know, we've got to go in with a slightly yeah. blasé, relaxed attitude. If it happens, it happens, move on. All I would say is, sorry, I don't even speak. All I, all I would say is, obviously, the whole thing of obviously Pelly being a legend. Yes, he is a legend. I can safely say that. I have been saying it now for a while and I can't argue with it. Mm. Um, but it's just a shame that the goal that sort of like you know set the downward spiral a little bit in that second half had to be Pelly on his first appearance in the Premier League. Yeah, I think that takes that's a gut gutting, takes a shine off it, it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we it? all feel um, it a bit. I think. Yeah, and then and then to be fair, we had a really really glorious chance with Woodrow passing to Brown. Uh, do you know what? I have to say, loved him on the pitch as well. Oh, Brown, look, look, yeah, look, look yeah. sharp. What little yeah, bits? Really, say. really sharp. Yeah. And, he, you works, know, he works hard, that Jacob Brown. Connects with it just a little bit better if that goalkeeper doesn't save it, right? Mm. Is that when the keeper maybe gets a slight touch slightest on it? Slightest touch. I don't know if it was touch. a touch, but yeah. Well, to me, again, at the game, I felt that maybe it, he didn't touch it, but, you know, we got a corner, so yeah. that's yeah, what course, it was deemed. Yeah. So, And then what happens? Instead of we getting a consolation goal, we concede again. And that movement was really, really quick by Brighton. And uh, I think there was a point where Nakamba was pointing at Woodrow, you need to cover this area. Mm. I think on Match of the Day, they analysed it wrong, if I'm honest. But, um, they probably bashed Nakamba, didn't they? They did, yeah. bagash, but Nakamba was asking Woodrow to, to go over there, and he didn't. Mm. Um, and so the, it was wide open, simple, simple pass. And I yeah. think, again, I'm going to read some of Alan Shearer's comments in a bit, but 
he really wound me up. He really wound me up with what Not he said. Not the only one. I think but Steve's sitting there as well, like, foaming at the mouth yeah. as well, you know, to say something yeah, yeah, it's just, just lazy, really. It's just, just lazy. But um, I saw one or two comments on Twitter or X or whatever the pox it's called now. Um, a couple of people sort of suggesting that Nakamba was sort of just strolling around for... No. considerable parts and, and no. I, d- I just couldn't see that no. that would be the case I don't agree it's with that it's not in his nature to do that I don't agree with that no, no. of course because we, we all know Nakamba we know what he's about we know the kind of player he is he's yeah. not he's not the kind of player that would shirk out of anything no exactly I, maybe okay occasions I've seen like certain like things that I've watched back maybe it was just the format the way obviously we got pulled apart in midfield and like I say you sometimes have to go to the opposition and go you really have done a number on like mm. in certain areas of the field I think that was part of, I think there was like a Couple of times in the uh, well, in the first half and the second half, when the camber, like it was rotating one way, going the other way, trying to look where someone else was going. There was two men around him yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think that happens quite a lot in the Premiership. They uh, teams overload the midfield, yeah. and it just yeah makes it difficult. We, we'll learn. We'll learn. Of course. Um, just a couple of other match things that uh, producer Jacob has told us that obviously Carlton Morris, has, Carlton Morris has scored a Luton's first top flight goal since uh, Julian James in 1992 uh, and excluding the inaugural 92-93 season Luton are the 19th team of 29 teams to lose their debut match in the Premier League and are the first team to do so since Brighton in 2017 oh, okay. Um before we talk about, because um, I, I, we're sort of got really going to run on here at this moment, we've, we've talked quite a long time, but <laughs> when I look at, uh, before we talk about um, Alan Shearer's comments, uh, Sky Sports said, Luton managed 36 entries into Brighton's final third and 22 touches in their box. That's a huge spike in terms of numbers usually associated with relegation-threatened teams playing away at Brighton. For instance, Southampton managed just five final third entries and just five touches in the Brighton box during their 3-1 defeat in May. So we've always got hope, haven't we, fellas? Yeah, it, it shows that we've got the ability to get into the final third and have a presence there. We've just got to make every single one of those touches count. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, again, I, you know, I'm indifferent about Alan Shearer at times. I mean, for, for England, loved him. Um, mm. Match of a day, never listened to him, always mute them. But uh, <laughs> he said... On, on match of the day there was no fault in their effort but they were so naive they have to learn quickly and improve very quickly otherwise they're going to go back down some of the errors today you wouldn't accept at any level of football let alone the best league in the world on the turnover they were so easy to get through Luton got punished time and time again well four times at Alan Shearer just four yeah. Brighton are a good team but they generally didn't have to play well today what do you think of that? Well, to be fair, Dave, what I'm going to say is I think you really should answer this because you were the guy that was there. You saw the whole 90, so this is on you now. You, this is your thoughts and comments. It's true. Because well, you, no, Dave, like I said, we, we only saw like extended highlights and replays back. Yeah, but we, 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 we were sober. Well, I'm just going to. Oh, yeah, well, maybe that's your. Yeah, well, just think here. about those comments. Were Luton naive? Would you expect Luton to be naive? But no, I wouldn't have thought it was naive. Maybe we, you know. I think, look, I always keep going back to it. I keep saying the same thing, and I genuinely, this is what I cannot get out of my head. You have to just appreciate the level you're playing at sometimes. I wouldn't say naivety. No, I wouldn't say it was naive. I'd say it's maybe you, you didn't come to terms with certain things quick enough, yeah. and they come back to bite you sometimes. Na- naive would suggest that you weren't aware yeah. of what the opposition were going to do. You're going to keep them. You know, and there's no way that it was naive maybe we were inferior in quality as to how we deal with that. Yeah. Um, 
just got to say, Dave has just poured himself a drink and it's just the worst <laughs> poured drink I've ever oh, seen. If, do you wanna, is there a flake to put in there? You, you've, you've got to watch this. There's no point doing this on audio. You've got right, to watch Steve, this. Steve, can I just say, you're on microphone too. Look you're done. That, look <laughs> at that. Absolutely <laughs> shocking, that is it? Anyway, um, so in relation to what you said, I thought some of our defending was scrappy at times. There's mm. a couple of times where I thought... A bit Mad- panicky? Well, I think there's a couple of times where I thought Mads could have done better. I think there's a couple of times where, well, clearly Lockyer made a couple of errors. But, you know, it's a step up for us, a big step up. Mm. And, and my thought on the day was... Wow, really as much as we, we sort of diss the Premier League when we was in the championship, when you stand when you step up, you really do notice a difference. And mm-hmm. I just felt we was a bit slow getting going. Um naive is not the right word. I think no. that I think that's very detrimental to, yeah. to the staff at Luton Town and, and, and the and the boys that do yeah. all the research. I think naive is not the question. I think he said also on match day something like he wouldn't expect that even at schoolboy level. Yeah, and I think he's a, that's detrimental. I don't even know. That's only sheer for you, don't it? He's just, it's just, well, they just pick out. just dramatising. I don't know how much they watch. I don't know how much him and Gary Lineker watch. They've probably got 10 screens up and they're probably watching the big games. They probably just get told to like watch probably 20 minutes of highlights, isn't they, I guess? Because hmm? let's well, face it, like they record at whatever time in the evening. The games finish at R5-ish. Mm. Yeah, but they, they, they can't watch every game. But Tara, they do watch them all day. They, they, they sit in the studio and they watch all the... They've got all the screens up. But I think the disappointing you for me... Dave, you can't watch 10 games at a time. What he tried to do was almost an execution of us without even commenting on anything we did yeah. well. And mm. I think when you look at it that way, you, you know, I was asked by... Um, I'm on Football's 12th Man podcast for the Premier League. So, you know, there's quite a few of us on there. And I was asked, was the scoreline a real reflection of the game. And I went, no, no. not really. 80 no. minutes we was in it. Mm-hmm. 80 minutes we was in it. And, you know, the last 10, uh, you know, we mucked up. But you know, people will just look at stats. They'll go, oh, look mm. at that statistic. Look at this one. Look at that one. Oh, do you know they, what? they definitely got battered. That's what, that's what everyone looks at. And we know they do. Okay, so, but if Brighton had 100 chances and scored once and we had one chance and scored once, I'll be happy with that. Of course you're happy. Yeah. Uh, we asked you, uh, what are it's your thoughts? <laughs> we, right. we asked you guys, what's your thoughts on uh, Alan Shearer's comments on Match of the Day? Uh, Lodgy said he was right about the, the chances created, created and the errors. Just thought they could have made more about us holding our own for large parts. Staying in the game for 85 minutes, especially against the top six team. Uh, Tim says he was probably a little bit harsh, but overall didn't gris- disagree too much. Would have been nice if he'd mentioned a positive or two, though which there were, and we just said mm. that. Yeah, this is it. Um, Andrew says, probably written a few days in advance, the script was always going to be naive and need to adjust quickly or else. Uh, Adam, as much as it seems lazy, as he'll only have seen the highlights and not seen the 2-1, we were certainly still in it. We do need to look at the analysis and see where we're at fault, which will help us learn and adapt going forward. Which I think we just touched on as well. Yeah, Jimmy, he didn't watch the game. Predictable and lazy with the comments. Matt says... The basis of what he was saying was true, naive in situations, but the tone was condescending and mm-hmm. way over the top. Yeah. And Danny says uh, he has a point, but if we stuck six at the back and only got two players forward, we get criticised for boring tactics. Fact is, we're likely to go down, so you don't do that attacking or defending. It was an extremely negative take, ignoring the fact that we were well in the game, and I think we were well in the game. Mm. Um, let's see how it goes forward with... with um, <laughs> with, with with match of the day and everything else I'm sure we're going to talk about it loads and loads going in the future yeah. we're running on a bit late here but we're going to keep going because I, I want to talk about our new goalkeeper yeah uh, Kaminsky um, okay you've seen it on the highlights I would say to you on the day I felt 
quite happy with his his the way that he plays the game. Do you have any thoughts, Mataro, on, on what you've seen? Like I said, I've seen a lot of um, him playing for Blackburn in the last few years. Um, excuse me. I, what I, the vibe that I get from him, he's very he's an agile goalkeeper. Very quick reactions. I'm not too. I don't know if he can if he can play out from the back or what his kicking is. I'm, I'm not too sure about that. But I know this guy can pull off unreal saves when he wants. Well, not when he wants. I know he can. He's definitely a shop stopper. A shop mm-hmm. shot stopper. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you've seen the highlights, Steve, you'd yep. have seen a couple of saves he made. I thought of quality. Yeah, no, but they were. I mean, he'd have been disappointed if, if those had, had gone in, but yeah, he made those saves. He made them competently. You know, he wasn't spilling the ball or anything. Um, was he um, a talker and a, or an organiser during the game? Can you remember? I th- well, to be honest, you mentioned alcohol earlier, but yeah, I, was um, say. <laughs> I thought he, he took control of his box quite well. I, cool. thought, I thought he was strong. I thought... Uh, he distributed the ball quite well, mm. um, and they was obviously playing to to the tactics that the squad has set out for them, uh, or the management has set out for them. I just felt comfortable with him in the sticks. You know, you know, sometimes with Horvath or other goalkeepers, when you look at them, sometimes you think, "Oh, that's a dodgy one." But yeah. I felt very, very comfortable mm. with him, and I hope going forward that we see a bit more of him. You know, playing yeah, brilliantly. yeah, and I, I, I think um, even though the keeper is new, I think the keeper is. Pivotal to a new defensive unit organising yeah. organising themselves. So I'm hoping that he is really quite vocal and showing, you know, especially uh, Kabore because he, you know, he really knew and saw some lovely moments from him. I was him. just about mm. to say we just overlooked Kabore totally, but what a player! Mm. What a player! Oh, and and you know what? I think yeah. I think uh, producer Jacob, we should do something on him next time we talk. Yeah. Um, He's lightning, mate. Honestly, that guy. Like I said, I've seen him play at Marseille a few times on TV. And, you know, you look at a player and you go, fucking hell, where's he got rockets from, like, in his boots or something? It's yeah. crazy. It's also what you do with that pace, though, when mm. you use it. But, you know... It's, it's yeah, quite it's aggressive as well. Good, That's what I like. I was going to say, he, he seemed quite sort of all action, swashbuckling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't think... Swashbuckling. Swashbuckling, yeah. To be fair, there was one time when Kaminsky punched on... Saturday that I thought oh, you could have caught that but mm. you know what it cle- it, the punch was good enough and it cleared the lines he's our number one clearly yep. going forward um, rumours today as we're recording is that we're in for Tim Krull yeah yeah from Norwich um, mm. is that a good addition Bataro? Oh, I mean look, I think I've always been an admirer of Tim Krull especially was at Newcastle thought he was a good goalkeeper and if let's face it if he's going to come in as backup or competition to Kaminsky then I welcome it mm. as long as you're not paying too much for him I think he's in the last year of his contract, and obviously I know what certain clubs can do. They can take the piss when it comes to like transfer fees and whatever else. But look, he's got good experience. Yeah, exactly. He's played at Premier. I think what has he played five seasons in the Premier League, maybe something like that. So, so yeah, you, you have to welcome it. I mean, you look at you don't look at and go, oh no, he's a bad goalkeeper. You look at it and go, he's been quite consistent for however yeah. many years. Yeah, how, how he's got experience, so take it. How much shall you think? <laughs> I don't. I don't think his um, thoughts will change. Greatly, I think he's just been a complete model pro. He's always felt that he's privileged to be with us and still be with us sort of all through the journey. I, th- I, I think he'll be, he obviously will want to play, but I don't think he'll throw his toys out of the yeah. pram because I, he's, think I think he's just a top man. What you've got to ask as well, how is Matt Macy feeling? Because for me, he's further down the pecking order than James Shea, in, in my opinion. So, mm, yeah. so how is he feeling? He's not going to be playing. Surplus requirements. Get, yeah. 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 It's it's nice to have 
a choice, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, in the past, I think we've been struggling for that. And I we've, think we've Kaminsky, for me, is a stronger goal, a, probably one of the strongest goalkeepers we've had for a while. Um, Davis, one game moment. You've got to be no, a bit more balanced a little bit. Well I, well, I can be a bit more balanced in a moment, but for now, I just felt comfortable with Based him. Based on what you've seen. Yeah, yeah. you know, when, when we watch Horvath sometimes. And that was a busy day for the defenders as well. So that it was, was a, huge. That was a good, was good yardstick. Honestly, Oh. At the game itself, I mean, as much as I love Luton Town, you know, I sat there and I've said earlier, if it had been anybody bigger than Brighton, we'd have taken a seven or eight there easily, easily, and because they were really quick. But <coughs> our goalkeeper made some great saves, mm-hmm. and you know, when we get more into this state, the, the, the league, I am sure he's going to be pivotal for our success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that happens. We asked you, um, how did you rate Kaminsky's performance on Saturday? And is the improvement to what we've had in the past? Uh, Chris says, I think he's good, but like everyone, he's stepping up to a new level, so I'll need time to adjust. Uh, I wouldn't say he's nailed on number one yet, and it wouldn't surprise me if we signed another goalkeeper. Clearly, we've got those rumours before the end of the r- window. Saturday was tough. He did pretty well, and I'm sure he'll develop to be a good player for us. Jack says... it wasn't at the game but from what I've seen he looks like a very decent keeper a good shot stopper and doesn't look like he's had a, a mistake in him so I say it's an improvement we just need to see some more of him Graham says it's a bit too early to give a verdict but I would expect him to prove an upgrade on the hard working consistent and committed but perhaps not outstanding Mr Horvath so <laughs> I get that I get that Colin one game best keeper we've had for a long time Jason, based on one game, I'm very confident in being in our number one this season. So we're all saying the same yeah. thing. Uh, Big E, very hard to judge when you put it in the mix, but the opponents and the occasion, previous keepers have not had to contend with this. So mm. the comparison is unfair. Yeah. Uh, Ed said, I was impressed with him. Better control of the box and a better shot stopper than Horvath, in my opinion. Had no chance on the goals, although got very close for the penalty. So, so yeah. far, so good. Um, moving forward, we've got it's 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 ominous, isn't it? Because when you look at the fixture list and you just look at the next fixture, I generally think I wish it was Burnley at home. Nah, I'm excited because no, I wish it was Burnley at home mm. because I think no one wants to come to our stadium for our first home game. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it's not. It's Chelsea away. Mm. Um, that's going to be super tough, Batari. And we're going to get something out of it. I'm telling you now. Okay, go on. What, how, what's the score? <laughs> You told me now. What, what are we going to? Are we going to get a point? Yes, we are. That's good. Just in, you just got to embrace all of these fixtures. Yeah. You know, not be fearful. You know, Christ's sake, we, we've we've been working for nine, ten years to get to them. So mm-hmm. you know, just let them be what they are. Let's just enjoy I'll it. Tell you what, right? I feel a lot more calm about going to Chelsea in a couple of weeks or whatever than I do than I did feel last season when we were up there. You know, what I mean, getting to whatever stage. No, any no. Do you know what? Any stage in the season. I am more, a lot more calm than I was at any point last year. We get because we know if we lose next week, week after, whatever it is, it's what it is. Yeah. So what? We move on. To, we move on, and we keep going again. It's interesting again. though because I think the next five fixtures are are pretty important for us. I mean, Chelsea away. If we get something from that, it'd be a miracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we do, it'll be something to celebrate. Uh, I hope everybody who wants to get a ticket can get a ticket. Uh, and then we got our first home game back at Kenilworth Road. And it's the Carabao Cup, Gillingham. I generally, generally don't want to be a banana skin there and not win that game. Mm-hmm. Put out a good team, make sure we get through. And then we've got four, I think, pivotal games for us. Mm-hmm. West Ham, Fulham, 
Wolves and Everton. Yeah. And I genuinely yeah. think we need to pick up points in some of those, if not all of those. Everton and Wolves, we have to look at. We have to aim for points there. Have yeah. to. Yeah. I think Fulham away, it's going to be a tough game. We, I don't think we, we, do we ever do well at Fulham? Well, not not the last time we went, but no, right, no, let's no. be honest. Yeah, we, we won't go there. Yeah, let's not even think about that. That was a, West Ham. That was a dreadful pod, wasn't it? Yeah. That that after <laughs> that one. Um, yeah, West Ham is exciting. The home game, seeing the Kenilworth Road, um, you know, rebuilt and yeah. being in there for the first time, it's going to be an amazing time. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? If you're not thinking of going to Gillingham, why aren't you going to Gillingham? You know, get in the stadium, get it, fill it up. And show them that we are a Premier League team and we want to win. We want to, you know what, we could even get through yeah. several more rounds on this one. Yeah. So let's keep that going. Exactly. Uh, before we finish tonight, because uh, we've gone over time just a little, um, I do want to say to everybody who came up to me at the weekend and said hello and, and you know, and, and, and were really nice commenting about the podcast and even you two as well, um, I'd like to say thank you. Please keep interacting with us all because, you know, you are as much part of this podcast mm. as we are. Um, I will see you at Chelsea, hopefully. Yeah. But um, if not, leave some comments below. Keep up to date on social media. Boys, we'll be back in a week's time. I know we haven't got a game on Saturday, but we will get back again. We'll be talking yep. about some more stuff, Luton. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks Thank for you. watching and uh, have a good one. Up the town.